Gina. Life, love and laughter. Hi, I'm Gina McKee and hopefully what I'm going to share with you will make you want to sample the Edinburgh Festival and Fringe, bearing in mind there are so many free shows for you to check out as well. I have just had the most incredible week and I want to give you some of the highlights from the fabulous performers that I got to interview along the way from the likes of Claire Sweeney to Colin Cloud, the forensic mind reader. He was an interesting character. Let me start then with the Bugle Boys. Three rather tall glam chaps, I mean ladies, bigger eyelashes than myself and legs way up to their armpits. I asked them to introduce themselves. Hello there, I'm Maxine. I'm Maxine, you look like you're the person that keeps everyone sort of in check. Well, <laughs> sometimes, but I do like a little rum and Coca-Cola and that can be a little bit blinding sometimes. All right, a little bit of rum and Coca-Cola. Then we've got Patty. Yes, my name is Patty and uh, I would absolutely be the one that keeps these two in check. Oh. For sure. Okay, moving to Laverne then. Laverne. Hi, I'm Laverne. And if I had to say to you that actually you are Ewan, Martin and Tom, and then welcome to the studio, boys. Who's that? Hello. Who are they? <laughs> <laughs> this is so surreal talking to you now. There's boys here. What are you talking about? Did you say there was boys here? <laughs> There's boys? Yeah. Where's the boys at? Bring them out. Okay, so what's it been like so far at the festival? I mean, clearly when you walk out, people get, wow, this looks like a, an incredible drag act. It's been really good. People love coming up and talking to us. And um, after the show, we get lots of selfies and pictures and people are just really enamoured by it all and really enjoy just... The whole thing, the music. Yeah, absolutely. If they're not there for the music, they're there for the comedy. If they're not there for the comedy, they're there for just how pretty we look. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think this show's been unique in that way because it's married so many things together. You've kind of got the vaudeville of the time of the Andrews sisters, the music, obviously, which is timeless, but obviously the kind of modern advancing drag techniques there in there too. So it really ticks many boxes for many different people. Yeah, we're, we're a cabaret show. You're yeah. Good. It's Francie and Josie meets the Andrews sisters. Mm-hmm. Meets a bit of pantomime drag comedy um, and a lot of glamour and glitz and a little bit of bitchiness. Where can we see you? Assembly Hall at 7.40. Sounds like a fabulous show and that runs until the end of August. So I stumbled across an interesting comedian called Matt Price at the festival. His show is called Last Night A Ouija Saved My Life. Thanks to a little investment in Bitcoin, he actually managed to fund his own show. And this is his story. About five years ago, my... Dad said to me, do you have 250 quid? And I thought he wanted to borrow some money. And I thought, I said, well, yeah. And he said, OK, here's what you do. And he sent me some instructions. And, uh, and I followed the instructions. And I invested in this thing called Bitcoin that I had no idea about at all. And the next thing I know, five years on, my dad's going, how's the Bitcoins going? And it, of course, I sold them for quite a bit of money. And that's managed to fund my Edinburgh Festival. That's wonderful. I forgot all about it. When you say quite a bit of money, are you going to say how much? Desperate to know. Well, no, I, I don't have any money. <laughs> okay, it's spent, it's gone. <laughs> I'll all check right? his pockets when he leaves. The missus has expensive taste in perfume. I've got to buy her some angel perfume today. His wife has expensive taste. I do like angel perfume. I have to confess that I have never watched Game of Thrones. So when I find a production company called Baby Wants Candy putting on a show dedicated to Game of Thrones, I was rather intrigued. I started by telling them, however, that I had never actually watched it. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we've got seven seasons in an hour. We can catch you right up. Yeah, our show is kind of designed for people 
to catch up on the show who haven't seen it. Like me. So it's designed for people like me, then. Right, exactly. Our <laughs> show is kind of Game of Thrones for dummies. Like, the, the premise is that we're six best friends. There's three best friends here uh, <laughs> representing the six. But What happened to the other three? Uh, it's Game of Thrones, so. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, is it? Have you... They got bumped off. In the Game I of mean... Thrones, you win or you die, my friend. Yeah. Red we're wedding. The <laughs> but the, the, one, of, one of the friends in the show has never seen the show, so she's one of you. And it's one of you. you one of you. Am I a species? Like, I... One of your species, exactly. And so we decide to catch her up on the series by acting it out. Mm-hmm. So there's six of us, and we're playing upwards of seventy characters. Right. Um, and it's fun too because uh, you know people don't really know what to expect coming into that. Like there's lines about like, oh, why did you go in that castle? Why would you not zigzag when you're running from an arrow? Why would you just run the straight line? <laughs> you know, there's so many things that it's like it's really nice to kind of put it out there and be like, this is how I feel, and hear an audience go, yeah. We agree. I believe I have sold out quite a few nights already, 500 mm-hmm. seats. So this is a hugely popular show at the Edinburgh Festival, and then tell us where we come and we see you. Come to the George Square theater uh in assembly yeah the uh, assembly gardens assembly gardens the george square you. gardens yeah. uh every night at ten thirty p.m mm-hmm. correct baby wants candy bringing you thrones you know nothing john snow i know stuff you know nothing john snow you keep saying that but i actually know like a lot of things so there you go, a little preview of Game of Thrones. Now, I remember years ago watching Brainiac on the telly. Basically, if you've never watched it, a bunch of scientists are doing lots of crazy experiments. And I had to get these guys into the studio when I realised they were performing at the festival. And so far, they've been having an absolute ball. We've had a great first week, haven't we? Oh, it's amazing. The crowds in Edinburgh are so warm. It's amazing, isn't it? You come on stage and they're just up for it. They like yeah. to see us get hurt a bit as well. So oh, do they? A little bit, yeah. They, they cheer like that the- bit on quite a lot. Yeah, they like to see you get hurt, yeah. <laughs> so there's an element of risk. Well, there is. I used to watch you guys. I remember like the TV show, you know, Brainiac. Yeah. Um, and it was always like full of exp- things that I used to think, I don't want to be around. Yeah, I mean, we do say don't try this at home, definitely. We're going to answer all the questions that you don't need to try at home, like uh, what things can you run through? Yep. How fast can you spin an office chair? Yeah. We'll get you yeah. up on stage, though, if you want to come to the show. Andy, I would absolutely doing love that. that. Yeah, right, the let's do it. Blow you can up. Do it. Oh, that would be brilliant. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to sign myself uh, up, I think, to come along and... I'm going to ask you what you do first just so I know what I'm signing up for. Um, Health and safety. Uh, what do you want to do? And we'll see if we So can... we have a scene in the show with an electric fence. Uh, so we try and explain how an electric fence works. Uh, so obviously kids don't have to touch it. But uh, we touch it on we stage do, and we yep. explain how it works. But if you actually stand on a polystyrene tile, do you get a shock? What You're going to ask me to do this, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. we're going to let you do it. Yeah, we'll let you do it. I get a bigger you shock. Can, well, that you one? can take my place in the scene if you want. Oh, thank you, Maggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very welcome. Yeah, we've signed you up. I will. Yeah, I will give that up for you. I'll sacrifice that scene for you. Is my hair going to go like? Do you remember it's got the, poly, is it the polygraph thing? Yeah. The test and it goes <laughs> yeah. Like this? yeah, that's why I have mine in plaques. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right, where do we come and see you, Brainiac? So we're at McEwen Hall uh, every day at eleven o'clock. It's a one-hour show, fun mm-hmm. for all the family. There's lots of explosions, but also lots of science as well. And uh, yeah, hopefully you learn something while you're there as well. Yeah, oh. we're making science fun. If only those guys had been my science teachers at school, I probably probably would have paid much more attention. I'm Gina McKee. Thanks for listening to this podcast, bringing you some of the highlights really from the Edinburgh Festival and Fringe, which is overflowing with comedy acts. Great ones, of course, as well. I personally love great storytellers and Hal Crittenden certainly fits that category. He has got two shows at the festival. 
I am. I'm doing a play uh, in the middle of the day at one thirty called Brexit, and then I'm doing a stand-up show at nine p.m. in the evening. Which one do you prefer? The play is more relaxing because because like, it's just you're part of a team, but the stand-up is more important. <laughs> They know that. They know that. But no, the, the, the stand-up is going to be... There's going to be a tour from it in September and everything. So that's kind of taking all my focus. And I really... Also, you get all the glory when you do stand-up. When you do a play, people go, oh, I love the play. And you go, what did you... To think about me in it. Oh, um, so oh I feel like you're dissing the play here. That's a shame. I feel the play's not getting enough focus. No, the play is brilliant. Let's go on to the show. And I love this because I think it was your daughters that gave you the name for your, yes. your show. Yes, my daughter. I've, I've, I've really, I've always struggled with titles for Edinburgh shows because you go, oh, what sums this up? What sums this up? So I thought I'd ask the people most important to me. So I asked my daughters and I said, what do you think of when you think of me? And they said, Chubster. And there's a lot of death. There's a there's a lot about there's a lot about food. There's a lot about my kids and my family. Because I'm in Scotland, I can't help digging Scotland a little bit. I've got, I, you know, I love Scotland. I said the other night about football, going, I've, maybe, I, and I didn't, I don't mean to be offensive, but when Scott, the Scots talk about, you know, and have a go at the English at football, and yes, we did fluke it a bit in this World Cup and annoy a lot of Scottish people. But I've thought it just brings us attention to Scotland and football. And I've always thought I don't want to sound like a sort of condescending PE teacher, but have you ever thought maybe football's just not for you? As a nation, why? I just, oh, you just cannot this, say that in the capital city. For Twenty years you've been appalling. I think you should get into the rugby. See, I for year, I'm a big rugby fan, and you know I predicted Scotland would beat England this year in Six Nations. I I think Scotland. Are, are going to get are, are just on their way as a this rugby team. This is like an agony uncle piece of advice here for I'm football fans sorry. that are possibly throwing just, tomatoes honestly, at the radio. I just need now. some security for the rest of the festival. And getting away from all that football chat to Britain's Got Talent. If you watch Britain's Got Talent, then you will recognise the voice of the Lost Voice guy. What a great guy as well. I actually met him in his flat. It was such a cosy little chat, and I asked him, well, if he was just enjoying himself. I've been very busy, but I'm enjoying every second of it. I'm going on a nationwide tour early next year. I'm also currently writing my first book, which is called I'm Only In It For The Parking. (laughs) And, if that wasn't enough, I'm also writing another series of my radio sitcom, which is called Ability. That's fab. So, are you planning to go on The Voice next? No, I'm not very good at reaching the high notes. (laughs) Well, we could try, perhaps, maybe for an addition. Um, Can you speak any other language or maybe, you know, order like a beer in Spanish? Only if I use Google Translate on my iPad. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. I use Google Translate. I rely on that too. So, have you had any voiceover work, you know, since Britain's Got Talent? Have you had the bookings coming in? Yes. I'm the voice you hear in the post office. <laughs> the one that says, get to the back of the queue, Gina oh, McKee, all right? Well, Lee, what an absolute joy to chat to you and to meet you face to face as well. Uh, I probably can't help but think I'm going to do be an inspirational <laughs> meme when I leave you about you because you're just such, you are an inspiration. And uh, just thanks so much for having us, honestly, and I wish you all the best with your show. Thank you. 
Thanks very much. The Lost Voice Guy. And he does have a name. He is Lee Ridley and a more down-to-earth uh, human being you honestly could not meet. Well, it's certainly not every single day that you meet a forensic mind reader fresh from America's Got Talent. Meet Colin Cloud. So the moment he actually walked into the studio, he took control and he wanted to play a game. We're going to play Cluedo. And I said to you, I needed you at random to think of a celebrity, a place and an object. And just to be clear, you've, you've picked this at random. I did not tell you what to say. I didn't say listen be a good sport go just say this no no No, absolutely not who's the celebrity you're thinking of Julia Roberts you've written down Julia Roberts okay we don't want the rooms we want a city so what city Tokyo Tokyo and then finally instead of the they said a random thing what's the the thing the object kitten so Julia Roberts Tokyo and kitten I just to be clear genuinely we we said hi then I said before we go any further I'm going to give you this envelope yes yes Take out the piece of paper from the envelope. And you can find out what happened next, what exactly was in that envelope on our website, Clyde2.com. This is Gina. Gina. Life, love and laughter. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching live at the Apollo and a guy called Chris McCausland caught my attention. He is blind and he has named his show Speaky Blinder. I told him that when I watched him on the show, I didn't quite realise at first that he was blind and I did wonder why another guy walked with him onto the stage just to ensure that he sat down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm... I'm um, uh, you, you make it sound like a pantomime now. He's behind you or something. But no. It was, <laughs> no, I get guided out onto the stage, and because um, they haven't they haven't got the risk assessment in place for me to um, for me to do that myself. <laughs> I have an opening joke that, that deals with that and and kind of puts the audience at ease, really, or, or just you know just nips it in the bud, and then I can move on to to other stuff. Do people kind of pussyfoot around you? Does that make sense? Maybe they might think twice before heckling. You know, they might think they're going to burn in hell or something like that if they if they if they shout stuff out of the blind guy. But so a lot of comedians will go on stage and they'll go into the audience and um, are you with there and what do you do for a living and where do you get that top and and um, and they'll talk to the audience. Whereas I don't do that because I can't. I pretend they're not there, basically. I think that's quite clever, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, you've uh, that's a great way of getting control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it, it so what I'm saying is if anyone does want to come and watch my show, you can sit in the front and I'm not going to pick on you. Really, so. <laughs> so tell us what you're talking about. This wonderful prepared, I don't want to say script, I'm quite sure you go off on tangents, I can tell. So what are you talking about this year at the festival then? The show's called Speaky Blinder. It's a stand-up show and it, it's kind of in two halves. So the first half of the show is stand-up very much about about my life, in, in my, my family life in that respect. And then the second half of the show, I go on to explore a little bit more about how specifically how me me being blind does affect me, me as a dad or does affect me as a as a husband so it's still stand up but it's a little bit more in terms of um you know a unique perspective the show is on at the underbelly Yes, 6.35 to 7.35. Thanks so much for coming into chat. I totally wish you all the best with your show. Uh, thanks for having us, yeah. Chris McCausland as Spooky Blinder. What an inspirational guy as well. Talking about inspirational people, Claire Sweeney is definitely one of them. She's someone that you just would want to be her pal. She's funny, talented, so down to earth. And she's clearly having a fabulous time at the festival. I'm loving it. Um, I kind of feel, I'm glad I'm not here for a, a month because I would end up a fat alcoholic. It's just so hard with all this all this food everywhere. Then you've got the shows and then the shows are fantastic. So you want to drink, you're relaxing and amazing place and I'll be ready to go on Monday. <laughs>
Right, most importantly, let's talk about your show, of course, that Don't Tell Me Not To Fly. Yes, so this show, it, it's a wonderful show because there's four different ladies doing it. There's me, Daniela Hope, there was Janie D and there's Rhea Jones, all um, West End ladies. Now, it's a series of questions. We all get asked exactly the same questions. They come down on a screen behind us and we all get asked the same questions, but we've obviously all got different answers and different takes. And So we all answer the questions, then we sing a song that's appropriate. So it's the same format, but four different shows. Whoever does it brings a different thing to it. And, you know, if you had to pick one sort of like show that people should come and see, aside from your own, obviously, what would it be? What have you seen that Claire Sweeney recommends? Tori Scott. All right, okay, you're liking Tori Scott. I, I loved Tori Scott. She's funny. Um, she's naughty, she's rude and she can sing. And Claire Sweeney can certainly sing too. One talented lady. Zoe Lyons, she's another wonderful, talented female. You could certainly sit and chat to her for hours. And a common theme in her show that she likes to talk about or discuss is women and their makeup, or should I say perhaps the lack of it? I mean, yeah, I did. I, used, I talked about it in my last show and I, um, I was interviewed about it recently as well. And um, I find it really odd and sad to think that people can't leave the house without slap on the face. It's just weird. I bumped into a friend recently in London, totally by uh, um, random accident. It was lovely. It was a lovely surprise to see her. And she stopped me in the street and, and then instantly she went, oh, I shouldn't have said hello. I haven't got any makeup on. And I was like, what? <laughs> Come on, love, it's all right. <laughs> Makeup should enhance, it shouldn't hide. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I, mean, I read a stat recently that a lot of women put makeup on before their partners wake up in the morning. No. I mean, for goodness sakes. I love your advice, and I think women should take this piece of advice, and Zoe's advice is really simple, and that is just don't wear makeup every single day. No, no. So there you go, less is more. Well, it's not just the big stars at the festival. If you're walking up and down the Royal Mile, you will spot all sorts of colourful characters. Like I spotted a bunch of girls in bright orange felt outfits. Now, they looked like something I suppose you would see on roadworks or something like that. I had to stop them. I had to ask them what the heck they were doing. Um, we are on day at work to present a game of cones. Oh, game of cones. I like it. Are you actually here to work? Um, yes, we are currently leafleting while also performing our street theatre because we are going back to Autumn to take Inspired, which is a project where we get inspired by pieces of street theatre. And at the moment, I am currently Cone Lisa, and these are all my dragons of cones because we are because <laughs> we are game of cones. And then this is what I can do: fly and fly. They did into the crowd. For the past 25 years, Jim Owen has performed at the festival. So what is he talking about this time? Yeah, well, I'm talking about, that's a really good question. It's just a lot of rubbish, really. I talk about the trivialities of my daily existence, getting through uh, a life as opposed to any big, strong messages. And, and the little victories I try and get. I do a thing about Tuesday night is bin night in our house, and that's a big day, like, in my mind, if I... Cause Recycling? I put, well, no, I have to put the bins out. I have to... So that's external pressure. I always have that... <gasps> Bin night. Uh, and if I put the bins out, then I feel good about myself. Cause have you ever missed bin morning? Have you ever done that thing where you've Oh, missed, yeah. yeah. And you hear, you hear them come round and, and then you think, you're, oh, oh, yeah. And then that's the terrible start to your day, isn't it? Like, I, you I, know, just you've missed the bins. It's terrible. And then terrible. you've just given yourself a bollocking all day. So oh. I talk about little victories in life. Your show is Result and Roast Chicken Result. And yeah. where can we see you? Uh, you can see me at the EICC. It's called Roast Chicken Result because that was a cookbook I did uh, dishes for drunk people. 
and you know dish uh, like one of them is called roast chicken result when you come home opened up the fridge and there's a roast chicken in the fridge result <laughs> so um that's why the show's called roast chicken result you know it's amazing what you can find in the fridge when you're drunk you know you open up a fridge sober you go nothing in that fridge you open up the same fridge when you're hammered and you're like yo ho <laughs> no lettuce and yogurt yeah eicc by the way is where i'm on at which is the edinburgh international conference center at 8.40. Wonderful. And it runs, of course, until the 26th of August. That's it, yeah. And I'm probably back, uh, I think I'm back in February doing a tour of Scotland in round everywhere. Jim Owen on the loose. 25 years at the Edinburgh Festival. Jim, hopefully, did I say this, we'll chat to you again next year. Cheers, thank you. And I reckon we will probably be chatting to him next year. Giles Branderth, he's a one-off. I don't think there's anything in the world of performing arts that he has not covered. And the best part, he loves Scotland. I love coming to Scotland. <laughs> And I am all over Scotland, all over the time. I'm just back from hosting an awards ceremony in Aberdeen. I'm often in Glasgow. Dundee is one of my favourite places. Urwilly. I bid for one of the little statues of Urwilly. I love being in Edinburgh. And there will be people to this, listen to this, who have never been to the Edinburgh Fringe, who think, oh, Edinburgh, the Fringe, August, ah, time to steer clear. In fact, put it on your bucket list. The Edinburgh Fringe is one of the great cultural experiences of a lifetime. More than 3,000 shows in this amazing city. If it's been too hot where you are, come to Edinburgh. It always rains. Sometimes people say to me, why are you still working at your age, why have you still got a show, you know, why are you here, why have you got a book out and all the rest of it. And I say, well, the truth is, uh, I need the money. <laughs> I, I have three children and seven grandchildren, and I've discovered over the years that money is the one thing keeping me in touch with my children. But Break a Leg, the show I'm doing, and it's a celebration of theatre. And some of the actors that I knew when I was a boy, it's nostalgic, but it's about, I mean, the, the joy of the Edinburgh Fringe is it's live. It's live theatre, whether it's circus, whether it's dance, it's live. And that's what's so exciting about it. And you, you see people, you know, I mean, downstairs in the building I am is my old friend Nicholas Parsons, also doing a show, age 94. So there are teenagers, there are people in their 90s, and somewhere in between is <laughs> me, really talking about the world of theatre, Stories about some of the great actors that I had the privilege of meeting people like Sir Laurence Olivier. Wow. Uh, and I played Hamlet myself once. I was an actor. Not very successfully. The audience came prepared. They threw eggs at me. Went on as Hamlet, came off as Omelette. What a voice, Giles Brandreth. Guaranteed to put a smile on your face at the Edinburgh Festival and Fringe. It is none other than Craig Hill. He's always a favourite. And I was disappointed when he came into the studio that he wasn't wearing his kilt. He did, however, impress me by telling me that he can speak 32 different languages. Um, I used to work in a wee tourist shop in the Royal Mile. And I used to hand out shortbread. That was my job, to hand out shortbread. And I learned how to say it's very tasty in 32 different languages, you know, which can come in handy. And uh, <laughs> biscotti traditionalis. Give me another Scotsese. language. Oh, that's so oh, that good. Biscotti traditionalis. Scott says, That's traditional Scottish biscuit. Do you want some? It's dead nice. <laughs> right, tell us about the festival, because the show, you've just started, haven't you? Your yes, show's just yes. started. Yeah. I'm four shows in. Tell us about the show. Tell us about the show, Craig. Uh, my show is never actually ever really about anything. Sometimes I think if you have a, a theme... It's a nice idea and it's a good story, but um, it can really restrict what you use. So I would rather just use everything that's made me laugh in a year. I kind of keep an idea, I, I can note on my iPhone 
of um, all the all the wee things that have made me laugh. I keep a wee voice memo and then I build my show around that when I start to write it. Do you know, I sing a bit in them, I dance a bit in them. Um, I shouldn't really tell you this, but I come on to the tune from Grandstand, which actually is camper than you might expect when you listen back to it. So that do, really... do, 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 do. It sounds like a 1970s summertime special <laughs> that Pan's people would have danced to. And that really is leading people down the garden path with the, the oh, football Well, I just thing, thought if you're going to call it Come On The Lads, then I wonder if I could come up with a football theme. And I was in the house listening and I thought, oh, this is brilliant to dance to. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Craig, listen, always a joy. You come in every year and you never change and you don't use any moisturiser. It's not fair. You never change and you haven't changed. Absolutely all the best with your show. Thank you so much. Oh, Gina, I wouldn't have you any other way. I love him. Craig Hill. Craig Hill guaranteed it to make you smile. And finally, if you want to watch 101 different performers before your very eyes, delivered by just one female, then Jess Robinson is just for you. Come and see my show, No Filter, at the Assembly Gardens at 8.30 for more celebrities than you can shake a stick at. Uh, We've got people like Judy Garland, somewhere over the rainbow. We've got uh, a little bit of Cheryl, because she's always good value. Some Alex Jones from The Wend Show. Oh, a little bit of Holly Willoughby. Just so, so many people, loads and loads of singers. Lady Gaga, Kate Bush, Britney Spears, all of them. There's something for everyone. You can probably tell that I had an absolute ball at the Edinburgh Festival and Fringe, and I hope that you get to enjoy some of it too. Thanks a lot for listening. Remember, of course, I will have another podcast next week. So if you have enjoyed listening to this, please like and share. Gina, life, love and laughter. Like and share us and come back for the next episode next week.